The South Carolina Gamecocks got some really good news yesterday with the reported addition of Memphis transfer Eddie Lewis, an addition that was desperately needed. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks Podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And before we continue with this Tuesday edition of Locked On Gamecocks, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. South Carolina got some really good news on Sunday, of course, with the addition of Mammoth offensive tackle Cam Pringle from down in the low country. And an addition that is going to be really big for South Carolina's offensive line unit heading into the 2023 offseason. But of course, South Carolina has been continuously looking for some guys that can contribute right now. And that involves some transfer portal recruiting because this staff is by no means done quite yet. And yesterday, they got some really good news on that front as it was reported by Gamecock Central that Memphis transfer wide receiver Eddie Lewis has officially enrolled at South Carolina, meaning basically he has joined the football team and I would assume is going to be a participant in spring practice. So the main takeaway with this edition of Eddie Lewis is Lewis fills a massive need at the wide receiver position, being someone who's proven himself at the FBS level. Because when we talk about a guy like Eddie Lewis, we have to look at South Carolina's current roster composition. Obviously, South Carolina is returning their number one wide receiver from last season in Antoine Juice Wells, and he is going to continue to remain in that same role in 2023. But the thing is, behind Antoine Juice Wells, until this edition of Eddie Lewis, quite honestly, there's a lot of question marks behind Antoine Juice Wells, because the thing is, South Carolina doesn't necessarily lack experience at the position. The issue is, the guys behind Antoine Juice Wells have not been asked to fulfill the role that, until Eddie Lewis's addition, they were probably going to have to fill in. Xavier Leggett, he's a guy that's got a lot of potential, but he's never been asked to be, say, a number two wide receiver in an SEC offense. To carry on Joyner and Amarian Brown, they're both good athletes who can fill in specific roles in this offense. But can they be every down threats in the slot? Those are legitimate questions. But adding Eddie Lewis to this group is going to solve some of these problems. Because here's the thing. I would be quite surprised if Eddie Lewis is not starting for this football team come September the 2nd when the Gamecocks take on the North Carolina Tar Heels up in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. And in an ideal world, South Carolina's offensive coaching staff should hope that a couple of certain things play out in a particular way. They should hope that Xavier Leggett takes that next step. 
Xavier Leggett is a guy that has always been touted as one of the hardest workers on this team. He is a guy that, as the coaches and players have put it, gets after it in practice every single time they're out there on the field. He's a guy that is literally built like a thoroughbred horse. I mean, Xavier Leggett, he has got the physical intangibles that you would want in an outside wide receiver. And he's got playmaking ability, and he showed that on special teams last year. But they need him to be more consistent. If he could be more consistent and be that number two guy, Eddie Lewis could slide right on in to that slot wide receiver position. Because based on his athleticism and the versatility that he provides, Eddie Lewis is primed to be an offensive weapon that really makes his biggest impact in the yak category. What I mean by the yak category is yards after the catch. Because South Carolina right now, they just don't have that kind of guy because Antoine Wells he can be that kind of wide receiver but the thing is Antoine Juice Wells is an above average wide receiver in almost every single facet of the game and he's not a guy that you're going to want to necessarily just create a quick passing game for and just have him basically run a bunch of one cut routes you're going to want him going down the field Amarian Brown he can be that kind of wide receiver, but of course, the thing with Amarian Brown, as much as you maybe don't want to throw this out there, is he doesn't quite have the biggest frame. So if a physical enough DB gets their arms around Amarian Brown, that's all she wrote. The play's pretty much done. Eddie Lewis brings the best of both worlds. He's six foot, 190 pounds, but he's a guy that's got a really good release off the line of scrimmage. He is an explosive athlete. He is somebody that can both take defenders down the field, but also can, in my opinion, be a real dangerous threat behind the line of scrimmage. And that's something that I think is going to be pivotal for this offense to add to this receiver room. If South Carolina was just going to rely on Antoine Juice Wells, hoping Xavier Leggett takes that next step in his game, and basically see what happens behind those two with Amaria Brown to carry on Joyner, and then some younger guys like Peyton Mangrum, Omega Blake, Landon Sampson, that was going to be a bit problematic for this team. But with Eddie Lewis coming in here, again, he's going to solve some of these issues because he offers that explosive ability, and he's a guy that can be moved outside as well. He's not just strictly a slot receiver. He is positionally versatile. So he is somebody that, in my opinion, is going to really be a huge help to this offense in more ways than can be described, honestly. He might not bring necessarily the prestige. He might not be like this All-American from the FCS level like Antoine Juice Wells was. He might not be this, you know, four-star recruit that was coming out of high school like Trey Knox, who the Gamecocks added at the tight end position not too long ago. But Eddie Lewis is going to really fill a significant role for this team. He had a very good season at Memphis this past year. He had 40 receptions for 596 receiving yards and six touchdowns. And when the all-conference teams were released at the end of the season, both Phil Steele and Pro Football Focus named Eddie Lewis their second-team All-AAC returner selection. He averaged 9.4 yards per punt return on 27 total returns and had one punt return that he took all the way to the house for a touchdown. Eddie Lewis is going to be able to impact the game in more ways than one. 
South Carolina needed to find another receiver that had that kind of ability, and Eddie Lewis is going to bring that. Am I going to make it out like he's going to go for like 800-plus receiving yards in this offense next season? No, I'm not going to do that. But there's no doubt that Spencer Rattler just got himself another good weapon out wide. This offense is not going to have to now just run through Antoine Juice-Wells and then be sporadically, you know, divvied up to other targets in the receiving room and then have to really lean heavily on this tight end room, which is now pretty deep. It's got a great new group of guys, and Trey Knox is most certainly going to help this team as a receiving threat in that flex tight end sort of role. But Eddie Lewis, in my opinion, fills in a couple boxes that were left unchecked just a couple days ago. So really big addition here for Justin Stepp, Shane Boomer, and the rest of this Gamecock offensive coaching staff. And it'll be interesting to see sort of what the initial reports are and what the initial observations are of Eddie Lewis when spring practice starts in March. Now, while Eddie Lewis may fill in a need for South Carolina at that wide receiver position, there's still a couple of other spots that South Carolina should probably still attack. Some other positions that still need one more guy for this staff to feel more comfortable about that unit. We're going to talk about what those positions are in just a couple of moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On in FanDuel because they are the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Quick discretion. FanDuel is only available in select states. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen here today. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college basketball in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about a couple more positions of need here for Shane Beamer and the rest of South Carolina's coaching staff. Because involving the transfer portal, a portal that just had its first window officially closed on January the 18th, which was this past Wednesday, the Gamecocks are certainly still in need of a couple of players at different spots. 
And they'll probably look to be active again in the second transfer portal window that will take place from May 1st to May 15th. Basically, after spring practices ended for pretty much all the major college football programs out there. So let's talk about what positions they might target. Starting off with an obvious one. Defensive end slash edge rusher. Now, Shane Beamer was available to the media that was there at the men's basketball game between South Carolina and Auburn this past weekend. If you weren't there, just to give you the quick fill-in, they had the ceremony with the Palmetto Bowl trophy there. Shane Beamer addressed the crowd, introduced some of the new players that had joined the team during the winter or during the break, and basically, you know, hyped up the crowd to get them all geared up for what's going to be coming in the spring and then, of course, this upcoming football season. And when he talked to the media, he was eventually asked a question by Phil Kornblut of Sports Talk Media Network. And the question was if he was concerned about the defensive end position. And before he could even get into his follow-up question, Coach Beamer, with no hesitation, said yes. That is concerning because you rarely see coaches that are just that open in terms of being asked this kind of question regarding one position. Usually you'll see coaches, they'll give some coach speak, they'll talk up a couple of the guys, and they'll find sort of a way to window dress their answer to make it sound like that, look, we got a couple guys that you know we really are excited about. And he made sure to note later on that he wasn't concerned about the guys that are in the building, but that he's more concerned about the depth at that spot. So when you look at the current defensive end room right now, You've got Terrell Dawkins. you got Jordan Strawn, who's likely coming back, according to what Shane Beamer said in that same sort of gaggle interview this past Saturday. you got Desmond Umeo-Zulu, who enrolled early and is already with the team. Same deal with Montague Rames out of Manning High School. And then you got Tyreek Johnson and Brian Thomas Jr. as well. South Carolina clearly needs an experienced edge rusher who could provide some significant snaps at the minimum for the 2023 season. It doesn't necessarily have to be a guy that can come in and start right away. And honestly, at this point, with the waves of portal moves and additions that have already been made, you're probably not going to find that kind of player just roaming around in the portal when you get to May. But South Carolina could still maybe find somebody. And in terms of the current roster, maybe Tonka Hemingway gets a look at the edge position, honestly, or at least that weak side defensive end spot. He's played that defensive end position before. And if anything, the coaches might just sit there and think we got to find a way to get our best players on the field. That interior defensive line group is super deep and phenomenally talented from top to bottom. I could see where Taco Hemingway gets a look out there. So It'll be interesting to see what they do with the spot going forward, but there's no question. More than likely, they really need to find someone from outside the program to add to this group to just, again, give them a little bit more comfortability with the experience aspect. And on Trajan Jeffcoat, yes, he has committed to Arkansas. And no, I'm not going to get into this whole topic again. All I'll say is this. It's clear that there was some sort of snag in terms of trying to get him to South Carolina. I don't know what that snag would have been. I think at this point, it's just best to move on from that whole situation. It's unfortunate that there couldn't be some sort of resolution with this entire situation, but it is what it is at this point. Just going to have to try and move forward from that entire scenario. Now, another position that this coaching staff really needs to probably find another player at is the running back position. Now, again, the issue here is maybe not necessarily the talent at this spot, but more so the lack of experience that this position group has. And 
with this position group, it is more so predominant than the defensive end position because Juju McDowell, as I mentioned before on this show, he is the only current running back on this roster with a carry in an FBS football game or a carry at the FBS level, period. This is a talented and diverse group. I really do like the varying skill sets that this South Carolina coaching staff has sort of meshed together here at this spot. But I certainly think that this coaching staff would like to get some more proven FBS production here. Basically try to find one more guy that's got some experience. It's why they heavily pursued Dylan Johnson, the transfer running back out of Mississippi State, who is still currently committed to Washington. And I got to be honest at this point, if he hasn't wavered from that commitment and gone to South Carolina, then I would say that there's at least a pretty good possibility that that move is not going to happen for the Gamecocks and that he'll stick with the Huskies at the end of the day. So right now, you got Juju McDowell, you got Lavoisier Carroll, you got Mario Anderson Jr., and you got Dontavious Braswell, who is quite talented. He'll be coming in the summertime period, and I am positive that he is going to push for some snaps in fall camp. But again, as good as this group is going to be, South Carolina needs to probably find one more guy, and I would be surprised if they don't look for that guy after the spring practice period ends and the second transfer portal window opens on May the 1st. Now, there's one other position that I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee South Carolina is going to try to fill in with another player, but I also could maybe see this happening at the same time. It's sort of a wild card pick here. And that's the outside corner position. Because the thing is, in terms of recruiting and the development in the defensive secondary, South Carolina's done a great job here. The issue is this. They're very loaded at the safety position. They've got a lot of guys that they've brought in that played safety in high school. But in my opinion, this roster right now is lacking true outside corners. And I get it that you could probably cross-train guys and... It might not be as difficult as it would seem, but with O'Donnell Fortune and Judge Collier, who has, I think, yet to arrive on campus, being the only guys that are true outside corners, I do find that to be just a touch concerning. And with the infusion of youth here in this particular position unit, I think that Saffron's defensive coaching staff could opt to go back into the portal. And again, just try to find someone who would bring some experience, would obviously be an FBS-level talent, and would add a little bit of depth. The fact that they haven't already done so, maybe that should just tell all of us that they are really confident in the guys they have back there. They do believe that they have players who are ready to play these true outside corner spots that obviously Darius Rush is no longer at. Cam Smith can't slide out there. Marcellus Dial, who knows where they're going to end up playing him. They might play him at nickel this next year to have him closer to the football, sort of like they did with Cam Smith. So again, all depends on what the coaching staff believes this position group may or may not need. But if there's one more position that I could see them dipping into the portal for, it would be the outside corner position. All right, now moving on from transfer portal recruiting and getting back to some high school recruiting, the South Carolina Gamecocks have another target in tight end Michael Smith, who is officially announcing his commitment later this afternoon. Michael Smith will be making his announcement at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have not seen anything posted by him or anywhere regarding whether or not this is going to be broadcasted. So 
Keep an eye out on your socials, on Michael Smith's socials, or maybe 24-7 Sports, anywhere that might broadcast this commitment. He is picking right now between four finalists in South Carolina, Ohio State, Arkansas, and Tennessee. A pretty decent group of finalists here, and very heavy SEC flavor, which tells me that he might be looking to try to stay in the Southeast for the most part. Now, in terms of where South Carolina stands with Michael Smith heading into this impending decision, I feel pretty good about South Carolina's chances here. Michael Smith has visited the Gamecocks the most out of every school on his list. He last visited South Carolina on December the 16th when they had begun their preparations for the Gator Bowl against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And the other thing is, they are very close to home for Michael Smith. They are the closest Power 5 school to his hometown of Savannah, Georgia. And they're only behind Georgia Southern in terms of overall proximity to home. And the thing is, South Carolina has done quite well in terms of recruiting the trenches over the last couple of months. And obviously, Cam Pringle was a continuation of that. And with Blake Franks and Josiah Thompson... You could see this continue over the next several months whenever those guys decide that they're ready to make their final decision. But I have mentioned this before. South Carolina, in my humble opinion, they have got to start recruiting some really top-notch talent at the offensive skill positions. Not saying, of course, that they haven't brought in some good players up to this point. But I think that South Carolina cannot continue this trend of going into the transfer portal to fill in these spots. You've got to get some high school talent in here that you can not only develop, but talent that when you watch the film, you can just tell that these guys can play at the Power 5 level. They can play in the SEC. They can be multi-year starters for you. I think Michael Smith could potentially offer that. He is sort of that modern-day receiving threat at that tight end position, would probably be more of a flex tight end at the next level. And, of course, if the Gamecocks do wind up landing him at the end of the day, we will go in-depth on his entire skill set, either maybe on a live show I do later in the day or on tomorrow's show. But again, in terms of recruiting the offensive skill positions, the Gamecocks are certainly casting a wide net at wide receiver, running back, and tight end, and they've got multiple guys that they're in good position for, Michael Smith would be a great start in terms of trying to shore up these position groups in terms of the young talent that you recruited, that you brought in, that you get to mold. I know the transfer portal still holds a big amount of weight now in modern recruiting when it comes to college football, but you cannot lean on the transfer portal every single class for multiple positions, especially positions that are quite similar in terms of what they're meant for. South Carolina, I think, is going to certainly try and change that in the 2024 class on the offensive side of the ball at these skill positions, starting with Michael Smith, would be a great, great way to get all that going. So with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are your thoughts on Eddie Lewis officially having enrolled at South Carolina? What do you think he brings to the Gamecocks offense? What position groups do you think South Carolina needs to still target maybe in the transfer portal? Is there one that I did not mention that you would have brought up? And lastly, how do you feel about Michael Smith and his impending commitment coming up later this afternoon? Do you think 
that he is a lock to join the Gamecocks. Let me know all of your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your messages as quickly as I see them. And once again, don't forget to make Locked On College Basketball your second listen or watch now that you have watched or listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.